Hello and welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me at Dino Game Theory on Twitter. All right, we got um, we got an amazing, amazing episode for you today. Unbelievable. I mean, there's so much going on right now. It is it is like fireworks in the sky, except if fireworks would kill you. Uh, because there are more injuries this week than I, I think I've ever seen in an NFL week in my life. Absolute carnage out there. And with me today to talk about the carnage is one of my best friends. You know, you all know him. He was on a couple weeks ago. He, I needed to bring him back. We need to figure this thing out together. We're going to tell you what you need to do this week, uh, which direction you should be going. But uh, Jake B. Song is with me, uh, the BZB. You all know him. Jake, what's going on, baby? Hey, what's up, my dude? It's good to be back for another round. Excited to be on. Uh, we got a lot to go through today, dude. It's, it's unbelievable. What a shit show. Yep, absolutely. It's unbelievable. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Um, and really, it's kind of, you know, as a sports fan, I, I never, you know, I, I'm a Patriots fan, as y'all might know. And I never wanted uh, Peyton Manning to be hurt. You know, as a Boston sports fan, I never wanted Derek Jeter to be hurt. I always wanted everybody to be at their full strength, even the teams you hate and the players you hate, I never like injuries. So this one really hurts me, man. There's a few players that I really like that got hurt this week that are just a real big buzzkill. I mean, Saquon Barkley going down. I mean, this is just – it's just not what you want to see. I mean, we want to see the best players. That's why we tune in. You know, whether they're on your fantasy teams or not, you just – you really hate to see it. You do, man. And it's like I there's been a few years where like you get like a week somewhere where all of a sudden you'll see like a, a rash of like eight or nine injuries in a row. And you're like, that is what it is, you know. But this year, this was just like I've never seen my phone blow up with so many notifications of injuries in like literally doing like a fucking hour. And it was just like this guy's gone. Right. This guy's gone down, down. And you're just like going, what? Like, stop playing. <laughs> there, there's something out there today <laughs> is, is there a full moon and yeah I, I like i still am even today we're still getting notifications on players that got injured yesterday that they're just coming through today again and saying this guy this guy this guy and it's like wow yeah they're peeling the dead bodies off each other and finding more it's terrible it's just I mean, bad. some teams got crushed dude like the 49ers just you got to feel for that whole, yeah. like that team is such a good team. And I feel so bad for yeah. like, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. No, it's, and Stoner said it. I mean, he's like, I feel it coming, you know, he, he kind of said, you know, we're going to have a, that hangover season and, you know, whether by hook or by crook, he might be right. I mean, it might be injury related, but it doesn't really matter. I think he was kind of sniffing it and, you know, kind of sensed it coming and, and uh, you know, it takes a fan to sometimes see that, you know, and, and, you know, Garoppolo didn't play well. Now he's hurt. He might play. And everybody, the stars are just aligning against them a bit. But I, I tend to still think they may be okay. But, yeah, Bosa going down's a big, a big, a uh, big issue. I saw someone tweet, uh, it might have been like Rich Eisen, who said, you know, the Bosa injury might even be more impactful than the Saquon Barkley injury. And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no kidding. Uh, hello. Yes. <laughs> Way more. Yeah. It's like, you know. Yes, he's more impactful to the score of the game than a running back. Yes, the Giants are going two and fourteen or three and thirteen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Bosa matters. You know, and you just love that kid. He has such a fire and energy he brings to, that, to the game. It's just to see that. It's just, it's just sad, man. It's like, ugh, heartbreaking. So I, I think why we're he- why we're here, BZ, is to kind of set the stage as to. You know, I, I, we've, we've got a really good episode. We're going to do some cool stuff in a minute. But the first thing I think you and I wanted to kind of touch on was like, what, what do I do now? Right. I'm in a dynasty league or 12 or 35 or 55 like BZ. And what do I do with all these teams? You know, if I've got injuries, if I don't have injuries, if I'm 0 and 2, if I'm 2 and 0. And I think the one thing that we kind of came around to in our sort of discussion about it, because we want to give good advice is very simple. A, don't panic. And B, take advantage of the panickers. Yep. Said well or what? It absolutely said so well. So well, dude. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like all we see on Twitter half the time is, you know, one one week this player is, he's a star. He's a stud. The next week he has a bad week and, oh, they're garbage. And, you know, this this is terrible. And and you got people over-exaggerate, and especially on Twitter. You got to fade the noise. You got to let the games play out. It's 
two weeks into a season where we had no preseason. And everything was cut short because of COVID. So this is going to happen. And you have to be able to like keep your senses and just don't like overreact to any situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think you even hit me up with a few trades that you've made already today, which, you know, I, I tend to like to let the smoke settle and, and for guys to start evaluating their team on on waiver wire Tuesday and and, you know, to kind of go for the go for those trades then. But BZ, that's why he's the best out there. He's he's making big moves, uh, you know, right off the bat. Hey, what was what was a couple of the moves you made that you think can show the audience kind of what you know how you can take advantage uh, of panic sells? Well, you know, it's like I, I, sometimes I think it's just some guys look at their team and they just say, "Okay, like I'm owing to, I'm looking at my roster. I don't feel good about it, and I, I just don't see. I, I don't think I have enough pieces to even make a push." And they'll say it. They'll say, "Guys, like I, I kind of think I'm going into a rebuild. I, I'm I'm just feeling like let's do some sells." Well, that's when you get on there and you look at what you got and you if you know your opponent well enough and you know who you're playing against, you kind of get put together a strategy in your head. You look at their team and says, what's best going to fit my team? You know, for me, I needed a tight end in a team. I needed another flex play in a team. So when I looked at a guy that offered me, like said, okay, I'm going to just crumble this year and just rebuild. I said, okay, how about Aaron Jones, TJ Hawkinson? Let's talk. You know, I ended up giving up my 21 first, my 22 first, 21 second, uh, maybe my, I think my 22 second and I gave up um, Antonio Gibson, but I got back AJ. I'm sorry. I got back um, Aaron, Jones. AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones and TJ Hawkinson. And I got a couple thirds and you know, whatnot. And, you know, when you look at that, like people are going to say, okay, well, you know, you gave up a lot of capital for the future. Capital for the future does not necessarily matter unless you're really trying to rebuild. You, we play to win now. And, if you got an opportunity to win now, you want to take that opportunity because you might not get it the next year because you could have that luck of injuries that other people are having come back and hit you again. And so you always want to make sure that you're at least making a push for it right now. And if you're not making the push for it this year, you want to be setting yourself up for next year, not 2022 or 2023. Like that's just too far out. Two year window, build your team. And and you and you bought two guys who you could probably sell for a first round pick, a solo first round pick at any point during the season or in the off season. It's not like Aaron Jones wouldn't be worth a, some random 22 first. Same thing with Hawk. I mean, if you tried to sell them for random 22 first, you'd easily get that back. So really it's, it's not a big deal for you now. Antonio Gibson actually is a, who knows, but at this point, if your team is stacked, <laughs> Aaron Jones went off. So yeah, absolutely. That's what you're looking to do. Now that did that person panic? Were they a competitive team? Who knows? It's not the point. The point is, is how do you take advantage of that by not having fear of losing your first round picks too? Um, if if your team is good enough, push. I usually will say also at this point, unless something like that you know comes your way where someone does announce it, don't panic. Don't don't feel like you have to do something. Even if you have lost all these players, remember we're talking about the carnage. You're not the only one, unless you literally have you know all the all the injured players. In which case. Yeah, you're probably in good shape anyway. You'll tank and have a dope team next year. So still don't panic. But you know, at the end of the day, probably those the myriad of injuries are mixed between all your com- competitors and opponents, and there let them be the one that panic. You know, now's the time that you know you can sell a you know a a quarterback like a Philip Rivers to a team that lost a couple quarterbacks or something, and 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 maybe win that trade if you have a lot of quarterbacks or whatever. You just want to kind of fit in where others have uh, have needs. Um, so yeah, I think that's I think that's right on the money. Uh, you got anything else to add on that before we uh, hit it? No, let's go, man. That that was basically we got out what we needed to get out. Yeah, I mean it's 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 it is what it is. And you know, um, you know, a good friend of mine, Mike Keegan, uh, who plays in a bunch of dynasty leagues with me, was basically saying you have to have depth going into this year. You know, this is a year. You know, Paulie said it up front on your guys's podcast. Speaking of podcasts, on Unscripted, where Paulie, uh, Randall Kennedy, and Jake uh, do their pod together. Polly said it. He's like, you know, we expect, and you guys all were uh, obviously on board with him in terms of saying injuries should be up, um, you know, this year over, over the last five to 10 years. And you guys were spot on. And so seeing that, you know, trading out depth was probably not the year to do it. You know, you wanted to have a pretty deep uh, lineup. So that way when these things hit, you know, you're still able to field a team. I think you even mentioned you had a team where 
you know, you won or you guided this team to two and zero, and you had Barkley and MT or something like that or whatever. Yep. Right? Is, that, is that right or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So I mean, you know, hey, if you have the depth, you can you can overcome these injuries, and then hopefully they come back. I mean, obviously Barkley's not coming back, but you know, if they come back, then you basically are adding you know, a, a stud player to your lineup for the, for the playoff push. So, you know, definitely evaluate your team and don't panic. If you know you're bad and you're going to be bad, well, start to look to try and attain future assets, especially for players that are going to depreciate in value uh, over this off season. You know, there's certain players that you kind of know, Hey, this might be their, their last real relevant season. You know, if you got a few of those, you know, AJ Green, for instance, I mean, I'm just making it up. Right. He's not even relevant right now, but you get my point. As soon as AJ <laughs> Green goes out there and does something and you're not a good team, you need to flip him to somebody who needs wide receiver help. Maybe you can flip him right now. Maybe someone's desperate enough. They got Galladay and Godwin and whatever. So that, now's the time to start considering that if you're if you're a tanking team. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little bit of fun. You know, there's so much going on. We wanted to hit the news. We wanted to hit some dynasty thoughts, some some different things. And I also wanted to share with you, uh, uh, my it's going to be my power ranking. So we're going to go from worst to first. We're going to start with what I think is the worst team and go right up to the first, the, the best team in the NFL. So you got plenty to disagree with me on this one here because not just you, Beasy. Those, those listening at home can be like, "What a moron!" He thinks that this team's better than that team. <laughs> so have fun with that part. But also, we're gonna we're gonna kind of quick hit every team. You know, um, whether it's a, a big piece of news or whether it's, you know, something flying under the radar that you should be paying attention to. And, you know, um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Obviously, there'll be injuries throughout, but you know, we're going to start with team number 32. I think we all know who that is, the New York Jets. So the New York Jets come in as our number 32 team. And uh, boy, oh boy, I, I was having a hard time finding anything on this team worth anything in 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 dynasty dude I, my my pieces for dynasty right now i do have sam darnold in a few spots and um and denzel mims is one of my favorite receivers out of this class so i have them i but other than that i i ugh, god dude it's, it's so gross it's a nightmare and you just don't want to touch it i mean even if lev bell comes back now you're i have lev bell on S- sfbx and now i'm tilting and <laughs> Dude, I, I I went out and I spent like fifty something bucks on James Robinson from Jacksonville. Nice job. Just that's from dude. I just went at it, and yeah. hopefully that will pay off for me. But you, there's nothing here for you to get excited about, really. No, until Gase is gone. Yeah, I was I was uh, I was making some notes. Yeah, I mean, I looked at the Jets. I was trying to trying to figure out what was there. I, I looked at. It, I said, okay, Perryman's hurt. You know, Mims has two bad hamstrings. That's that's a problem. Crowder sat out this past game. By the way, when Crowder comes back, he's going to be unbelievable. So, uh, but Lev Bell's hurt. You know, the only reason this team is still so bad is that Gaze is still healthy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a hundred percent correct, dude. I mean, but he's keeping their one point oh one hopes alive single handedly. Um, yep. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't see any any dynasty value at all. I mean, obviously Mims, you know, but there's nothing really to take action on. Maybe buying Mims low, but moving right along. Let's get the hell out of here. But staying in New York for Team 31, the hapless New York Giants. And my heart oh. hurts for Saquon uh, is all I've got. Um, you know, I just can't believe it. It's the one of the most crushing, you know, it just whenever you lose a guy of that, of that caliber, that talent, that right next to CMC, he's right there. It's just, it's devastating. And I, Crazy enough, like how's it? How would you feel being a New York fan Whew. right now? Like both of your teams just woof, woof, and there's nothing woof, and that's that's all you can say about it. I mean, you know, I like the Giant. I, I you know, there's obviously okay. You know, you look at Daniel Jones. He's a he's a guy that I do have a few shares of. I'm not you know crazy about it, but value in a super flex, whatever. Outside, I mean, you know, there's Slayton. I mean, he seems like he's. They still got that connection going, so maybe he's something down the line. I, I don't really like a lot. Like Ingram, I'm I'm worried about. I just don't see it with him. Shepard always has some good games, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. It's yep. it's hard to wrap your head around. Uh, just just to kind of dovetail, I mean, I think Slayton is kind of a good player, and I think he's probably a a guy worth going after. Uh, Evan Ingram's been measurably terrible so, thus far. He's a terrible blocker. I think he's a sub. You know, he's one of the worst blockers according to PFF both pass block and run block. I mean, he just doesn't block. So they really need to use him uh, like another tight end that uh, will make me eat some crow today and put him in the slot. And he's, he's a wide receiver. 
And with Shepard Hurt, he kind of has to be that. And they, you know, Caden Smith is actually blocked really well. So he can be the inline inline tight end. Let Engram and Slayton play outside and they still don't have a third weapon. I guess Golden Tate hopefully is back. Yeah. I got a deep sleeper for you on this on this one. And I don't know that it'll happen. But, you know, right now, Deion Lewis is certainly going to be the waiver wire pickup du jour, and Uh, rightfully so. He's going to play a lot. He can catch the ball to the backfield and, you know, but he's diminutive and he's old. And they've got a guy on the practice squad that was a heck of a a good player, Um, Rod Smith. Big, fast, strong. From Dallas. Yeah. I I just wonder, they might activate him. I don't see really any other running backs on the roster. Uh, worth mentioning uh Dion Lewis uh you know Gallman I know is there he hasn't done much and he's not good I mean I would imagine they'll you know promote him but they're not just going to carry two I, I know they have Elijah Penny uh, but you know he's, he's kind of a special teams guy I mean he doesn't you know he doesn't play um so I think it might be Rod Smith active potentially and if he gets some I, you know it's just one of those sort of I don't know you know speculative ads Dude, I just wrote that down because I was just looking through and looking at like Deion Lewis, Wayne Gallman shares throughout leagues. And that's a great sneaky ad. Yeah. That you can get for dirt for cheap. For you zero. won't even like yeah. zero, zero fab. Zero fab. Because no one's going to look at it. Yep. I mean, maybe not if, you know, your other, if, you know, listeners listen to this. I mean, you might be in trouble. They're going to put five, 10 bucks on him. But, you know, the point of the matter is he's free and he'll continue to be free. The, the waivers will run. He won't get picked up. Um, you can pick him up just literally for zero fab and he might be zero. That's definitely in his range of outcomes. Let me just tell you, there's no promises that he's going to be good, but he, he has a little something, something. He has a little juice. He's still only 26 years old. He's big and bad. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of call me, call me crazy. I'm not going to call you crazy. I like this call because I like Rod Smith when he was with the, with the Cowboys, and that's a I've, I actually kind of forgot about him over there. So that is a fantastic call. Oh, thanks. That makes me feel great. Uh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> so now to make me not feel great, we'll move along to my number 30 team, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. And yeah. I'll eat a little bit of crow because Mike Gusecki, who I thought I threw off a bridge, apparently he was wearing scuba gear because that MFR popped out of there and just dominated. This past <laughs> I mean, he was just awesome. Uh, and you know, he, he was great. I actually watched and he was really making some, some, some big plays again. He is a very good contested catch player. Um, he didn't make any big catch and runs. He was covered and, but still out muscled guys for the ball and made some big contested catches. He has played so far 80, 80% of his snaps out of the slot. He is not a tight end. He's a big slot receiver. That's still somewhat of a problem for me because, you know, uh, they're going to start covering him with coverage players and knowing that he's not in there to block. But all that being said, he's been very effective. And if they continue to use him out of the slot, hey, you know what? Uh, he might get a lot of looks and he could really return value for you. So Mike Gusecki, I think, still has, um, you know, is going to have some up and down games, but he looked really good. He did. And, you know, I, one of the things here with Buffalo was is they're both their middle linebackers, Tremaine, Ed- Tremaine Edmonds and Milano were both out. So maybe this was an opportunity that they saw to take advantage of the middle of the field a little bit more. Um, and that could have played into Gisecki's, uh, you know, 11 targets that he got. Um, you know, I do think he's an okay player. I'm not like, again, I'm kind of with where you're at where I don't think he's elite, but I think he could be useful. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things. I think you're going to have a game where you see him get this. His value is going to go way up. What's going to happen next week? We don't really quite know. I mean, he could come out with three for 30. Right. And that's it. And that's, and that's kind of the game you play with him. There's just going to be no consistency throughout the year. So if he strings together a couple of good games, I might be in enti- I might be, you know, I might, I might throw him up there and just say, see who bites, you know, see if I can get a better tight end in return for him. Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, right now with Miami, just to, just to hit Miami real quick, you know, um, Miles Gaskin is their starting running back. Okay, that's he is. That's their starting running back. He plays. He has played in two games. He's played eighty-eight snaps. Eighty-eight. Breida thirty. Howard eighteen. Okay, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now they've kind of chopped up the the the, the rushing equally, but the mm-hmm. passing game work is one hundred percent Gaskins. 
And that's seven the, targets. Yeah, that's the work you want. So he has been, you know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, he has been just, you know, all over the field. Uh, they're, they're actually their targets. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, so far this year, he's got 11 targets. Uh, they basically, they've got a really uh, consolidated target share. Gasecki was 16. Isaiah Ford with 14. That's the, I was just looking at that. That's the buy. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, he may be free, and it looks like he's going to be the inside. It's going to be Parker and Williams on the outside. Parker and Williams each with 12 targets. Ford and Gasecki up the middle, uh, you know, playing the two slots. The you know, Obviously, Isaiah Ford, more of the speedy uh, conventional slot, and Mike Gasecki, the big slot. But they've got 14 and 16. And then Gaskin with 11, and nobody else has any. Really. I mean, four and, you know, two and so – those are your guys that are playing and starting and getting getting looks. I think it's going to continue to stay that way. Uh, certainly, they should be pass heavy for as long as Fitz is there. And then even if Tua comes and starts to play, I, I think you know I don't think much will change. So you know if you're looking for some um, inexpensive value, Isaiah Ford may be a way to you know get some get some PPR value going forward um, because that's and, and like I said, Miles Gaskin is a starter there. Uh, I don't know how long this kid lasts. I mean, you know, he doesn't profile as an elite bell cow, but at this point, who cares? You know, if he's going to get this type of look, he's going to be a, a a fine flex play for the rest of the season if if this continues. Um, you know, if something changes, obviously we don't, you know, it's not exactly in stone there, but until it does, he's a great value. And you know, shout, shout out to our boy two on one Tommy. Uh, he was all over Miles last year. I mean, he he. There was a couple trades that I made with him where he was getting Miles thrown in as like that extra piece. He liked him last year. He was he was going for him. So you know now he's getting a little bit of run. You know he he's loving life. So good for him. He's reaping the rewards. Absolutely. Next team on the list, another heartbreaker. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, CMC high ankle sprain. Yeah, I mean, not much to talk about yeah. with this team, but just another brutal, brutal injury. And if we can, you know, turn the clock back to last year when we saw Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley deal with high ankle sprains from the running back position, it wasn't pretty. Now, I know that CMC is a cyborg, but at the same point, I don't like it at all. I don't like it one bit. Um, so, you know, not selling, saying sell CMC because he's still young and still dope. And, you know, this team is going to be better, I think, next year than they are this year. And, but this year may be a little bit of a sunk year. And if you're lucky, in my opinion, he may be okay by playoff push, playoff time, uh, fantasy playoffs, that is. Obviously, they're not making the playoffs. But, um, you know, but uh, play, fantasy playoff time and hopefully just returns value for you there. If you can get, you know, limp your way to the playoffs and get CMC to add to it, that, that'd be the way to go. Absolutely. 100% right there. Yep. And Mike Davis, uh, eight targets. Eight targets. Yeah. Eight targets. I mean, somebody's got to get it. What are they going to bring up um, Bonifon? I mean, I would expect him to get active, but <laughs> no. I'm, I mean, really, th- this is a high-powered team in terms of. Hey, if I told, where do you think they rank in total passing yards? Oh, are they are they in the top ten? They're fourth. Jesus, right? I mean, I, would, I wouldn't have thought they were fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, fourth was going to be my guess. Fourth for sure. I mean, but really, it's just kind of a little bit of an interesting team here. You know where they're 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 kind of spread it out. They've got that Joe Brady system. I think they've got they're going to be frisky, right? They're not going to be good. They're going to be frisky. The defense is bad. The offense is. I mean, they've got Teddy Bridgewater. It's not like he's elite. Um, you know, so they're going to have their moments where they don't look very good. But I think you know right now Mike Davis might be the sneaky ad too because I don't know who else there is. I mean, maybe they'll bring in a free agent. Maybe they'll make a trade. I don't know. I'm not saying it's like Mike Davis's backfield from here on out. I'm just saying, he got eight targets. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about uh, Curtis Samuel? I think he might get some benefit. I, you know, I wrote him up uh, as the I did the 32 teams, 32 dynasty uh, sort of notes right before the week started, and with the with the Carolina Panthers, he was who I sort of highlighted. You know, and and I I said Samuel had eight targets in week one. He didn't do much with them. Um, so if he makes a big play. If he's going to get, make a big play if he keeps getting eight targets. He got two targets. So that wasn't very good. Um, but I think he may be a little bit more of their passing down back. He played a little bit of running back in, in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of that, you know, that, that, that slash player. So I think it's possible that he might get some passing down work from the backfield. Um, 
but I'm not. And you got four K. You got four carries too. I mean, that's yeah. not much, but no. four carries for 26 yards. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he might. We're, actually, we're digging. Yes, I'm with you, Beasy. You know, and, and that's it. So I think Curtis Samuel could be that that winner from Carolina. Uh, moving yeah. on, football team. What a stupid name. Golly. Oh God. Jeez, Louise, football team. Um, Antonio Gibson. I mean, yes. it's Antonio Gibson time, right? It really is. I mean, like if you if you were able to buy this kid in the third round of rookie drafts, or you know later on in your in your fan in your drafts, like he is going to be a good player, and I just I love his upside, and it, it was good to finally see him kind of establish himself as that running back one there, and you know let's just see what they do with it. I mean, he only had two targets in the passing game, but thirteen carries, fifty five rushes, touchdown, like. That's nice. Let's see if he can uh, expand that out a little bit and get some more run. You know, I, I'm with you 100%. I mean, you know, because, you know, I didn't have a podcast before. I did have a Twitter account. and But you also were were pretty uh, close uh, working with me when, you know, I was sort of singing Antonio Gibson. Uh, certainly if, uh, yep. you know, I was all over this kid. And I think that, you know, now it's going to be, you know, all rewards for those who who invested, like you said, that third round. Hey, guess who's second in the NFL with tight end targets? Yeah, Logan Thomas. Yes, baby. he is. He has 17 <laughs> targets. He's second in the NFL behind uh, Travis Kelsey. Matter of fact, uh, Darren Waller probably just passed him tonight. Sorry about that. Uh, he did. No, he did. Yeah. All right. You know, uh, whatever. Third. We, we, we're there, though. Third. Yeah, uh, just um, got passed. You know, this is one of the this is one of the guys that I was kind of you know talking up a little bit over the summer um, as like that cheap tight end buy, uh, especially in like a premium league yeah. where it is free, uh, free money, baby. You know, yep. And you know, he was I believe he was a quarterback in college, and he kind of played multiple positions throughout. Uh, he's very he's athletic, and you know I don't know his his numbers. That's you know I don't get too crazy into those, but I don't I do know he's a good athlete. He is, and you know he's been playing the tight end position now for four years. So you know it's one of those things like he's he might just start, be starting to come into it like a, an older age, kind of like Waller did. Yep, and that's if that's if that's that's fine. Buy it honestly. If even if you get a two years seventy percent of Waller, then it's yes. great, it's a win. You know, yes. he doesn't have to be Darren Waller 2019 to return value. He doesn't even have to be close to that. And right now yeah. with the targets he's getting, he's already returned value uh, because you can sell him for well more than you had to pay to get him. So uh, he's, a win. he's a win. Um, you know, one last thing with this with this football team is that um, while that, I don't think they're going to be uh, a high scoring team, I think they are a consolidated target team. You know, mm -hmm. it's really McLaurin and Sims. Yep. I mean, that's it. I mean, and, and Thomas at tight end and Gibson, but I mean, sorry, I'm saying they're not deep at wide receivers. As a matter of fact, right now, do you, you do you know who their third receiver is? It's I would have to Dontrell Inman. Dontrell Inman. Yeah. And you know, it's like, well, that's not good. So, <laughs> right? I mean, anytime you're like, you know, that's that's not good. So, you know, can AGG find his way into the into that Inman role? Right. Um, you, you'd like to think he could. I would recommend trying to buy AGG, but I, honestly, I wouldn't pay more than a 21 third because no. he, he was he was a third rounder this year. I say, hey, man, I'll give you your money back, but I ain't paying up. He hasn't done nothing Absolutely. and he may not do anything. But if you can convince someone that that's the right move, I think that's okay because he might see him, his way onto the field and increase his value. But I wouldn't pay a 21 second because there's going to be some dope receivers in the second round. Just FYI, don't do it. Um, moving on. Uh, next, the Drew Lock injury has a little bit to do with this, as well as Cortland Sutton. But I next have the Denver Broncos. Honestly, if they were all healthy, I think that they'd be moving up a few spots. But right, and, I, and maybe I should move them up a, a spot or two here because uh, the next couple of teams are, are not so good either. But they're in this group because mm -hmm. of the injuries. And you know what? Actually, roast me. They should be up about two or three spots. But here they are, the Denver damn Broncos. Maybe it's just my Patriots hate putting them down here. Uh, <laughs> right? Get them down there. I don't think you're far off from what you're saying about them, though, because it this team just isn't. It, it doesn't look like a you know this team that's just going to all of a sudden blow up and just start you know running the table on teams. It's, <laughs> there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of stuff that's going on here that just is not good. Not good. Um, our boy Cortland Sutton, who you know I kind of I had a lot of Cortland Sutton this year. I thought he was kind of being overlooked. Uh, he he was really fun. Judy kind of made everybody think that he might not be still Cortland Sutton, and he. 
he sort of showed that he was Cortland Sun, but unfortunately the, you know, the shoulder, then the ACL, it's a, it's a wash season. I feel bad for the kid, but you know, I, I would be trying to buy Cortland Sutton if I could, especially if, you know, if it's going to be, you know, reduced value, if you can give a middle middling sort of wide receiver who's playing up for him, you know, you can, you can move up. I would do it, man, because he's, he's, he's the real deal. And mm-hmm. you know, we've seen uh, players come back from the ACL. I think he will as well. Uh, every report out of Denver was that he was the hardest working player on the team. Hey, you know, if that's true, then he's going to work his butt off to get back on the field. Um, but right now we've got, you know, when Locke comes back or not, Driscoll, regardless, I think you got a pretty concentrated passing attack again here. I think it's mm-hmm. Hamler, Judy, and Fant. Yeah. And and I, I actually like Fant a lot out of this group. Um, you know, Driscoll kind of gives me a little bit of uh, he Fant and Locke seem to have a good connection down. So that's something we have to see what happens with Driscoll. But I really liked Fant coming in this year. Judy is a fa- such a he's such a fantastic football player, yes. man. His route running is just crazy. I mean, he just looks so smooth out there. And Hamler is a guy that Polly sleep. You know, Polly was talking about earlier. Uh, we've been kind of talking about this kid a little bit out of Penn State. Uh, he's fast. He runs good routes. Um, he's just he's just he's a he's one of those players that he could emerge here Absolutely. as that second or third option. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, because you're going to be looking at uh, Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton as sort of yeah, the, you know the the other guys that are the veterans that are going they're going to play. Okay, it's not just going to be. Hamler, Judy, and Fan, that's not enough. I mean, these guys are better blockers. I mean, truly, you know, they're especially Hamilton, I guess, a pretty good blocker, but you mm-hmm. know, th- th- they're going to play. But I think they're going to scheme ways to get Hamler the football because he's the, he's the, you know, he's the juice. I mean, he's got all sorts of juice. So I think that's going to be, you know, I would, I would try and sell on Patrick and Hamilton, you know, especially if someone thinks, hey, these guys are going to now be the starters. Maybe they don't quite think Hamler maybe they're overlooking that spot and it's just going to be Judy and these two guys so I would definitely try and sell those guys now because I don't think they're going to blow up and and make you look bad for having sold them um yep yeah just no uh last thing is for some reason Alberto has been inactive for two straight weeks I don't know if he's dealing with an injury I really didn't look they played you know look uh Nick Vanette is a pretty good blocker and I understand why he's out there but the other guy is Jake Butt yeah can you get jake butt out of the way so albert oh yeah play, please like right yeah. now didn't that guy like tear his acl like four years in a row or something, something like that like i mean look he was how like, is he still i mean he was his ceiling was jason witten when he came out and you know it, and i'm talking about 38 year old jason witten uh <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> that was his ceiling. yeah 38 year old jason witten was his like you know if he if he just hit perfect um so you know it, I, I don't hate the guy. I don't hate anybody, but you know, Alberto is a special talent. Hopefully he's just, hopefully he's working hard. I don't know. That could be a problem. Like I said, I, you know, the reason that he failed or didn't meet expectations in his junior season may have been on him. And maybe the reason he's not on the field right now is on him. So uh, maybe he's only got himself to blame, but God, I'd like to see him put it all together and get out on the, on the field because he's uh, immensely talented moving on. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. Um, What do you got in Cincinnati bees? Oh, well, you know, like I said, I, I the ranking wise, I, I definitely feel you're right there. <laughs> um, you know, their offensive line is definitely looking a little shaky. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's going to be a, it, they seem to come out in the first half and they like Burroughs is on the run. Mixon is getting met in the backfield. Like, I think I saw something like every time he out of all the out of all his carries, he's getting a defender in the backfield 50 percent of the time. Oof, woof. Which is bad. But, you know, again, this is one of those teams where I think, you know, for fantasy, there are going to be some sneaky plays here because obviously Burroughs can ball. Yes, he can. Uh, And, you know, the kid's got ice in his veins, dude. He's just calm. He goes out there. He makes plays, whether it's with his arm, whether with his feet. Um, I think this is going to be a sneaky team. Like you like said, nothing crazy where they're going to come out and put together, you know, a bunch of wins. But they just could be that little thorn in a few team sides and i i i'm still on my mixing train i'm gonna ride it i'm not done yet i'm not gonna freak out about it um but you know there's a couple guys here like you know uh drew sample uh you know nine targets this week 
Yep. Uh, CJ Uzama went down. So I do know that Drew Sample is on a lot of waivers right now because I was scoping through him earlier. This would probably be a good time to go out and buy him because obviously he was, uh, Burroughs liked him. You know, again, you're looking at Boyd was leading the way. I mean, AJ Green had 13 targets. I know it. But he caught three fucking balls. <laughs> I know it's terrible. He's got like a, a 30 or 40% catch percentage. It's really ugly because actually, if you look at the rest of the catch percentage of every other player on that team, except for John Ross, everybody's you oh. know really good, you know, and so that means that you know Burrow is good. But I, I'm gonna say this. Um I if I'm in a dynasty league, I'm hoping that my opponent spends up for Drew Sample. You can have him. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm passing. It doesn't mean that I don't think he's going to have a role. He is. But were you paying up for CJ Uzoma? You know, I mean. I was not. I was not paying was, up for CJ Uzoma. Right? He was the 25th ranked, uh, you know, fantasy tight end or whatever. I mean, nobody was really excited about Uzoma. I don't know that Drew Sample is any better than CJ Uzoma. Uh, Sample, I think, was really slow. I, I think he was, you know, when they picked him, they're like, oh, blocking tight end out of, you know. I don't think he's anything worth much now any tight end and a tight end premier any tight end that you can start and get you know six seven eight nine targets is worth something i'm not going to say that but i mean he had six and a half yards of catch eight catches for yeah. 52 yards i don't think he's going to have any big yardage games he might sneak in a touchdown of course that's what tight ends do but you know i, I think you're looking at a guy who's going to get 40 50 yards a game at max when he's when he's when he's doing well in other games it's going to be a catch or two and you know, who would you rather throw to Tyler Boyd or, you know, or, or, you know, or AJ Green or T Higgins? T Higgins is the guy I'm actually looking at. Um, yes. I, I looked at T Higgins. Um, let me pull this up. Yeah. Um, okay. So T Higgins in the first game uh, ran, ran uh, nine routes on, on passing plays. I mean, he was in for 46 passing snaps. I don't know exactly what his routes run were, but you know, he, he played a lot. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so his usage was way up. He, he played well. I mean, I, what do you get, you know, three catches or something like that. I mean, n- nothing crazy, but I think, you know, looking dynasty, he's owned, uh, of course, you know, and I wouldn't be buying him in a redraft league. I just, you know, if you're, if you're making one of these trades with a, with a, with a dynasty owner right now, if there's a way that, you know, you can, you can sort of get T Higgins on your team. I think the AJ green downfall will spell the T Higgins you know, uh, launching point. And, you know, I think what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and run T Higgins and AJ green on the outside and Tyler Boyd on the inside. And I kind of think that's what they're going to try and do here. And until further notice, uh, yep. I agree with you. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, both, uh, Auden Tate disappearing act and John Ross wildly ineffective. I think John Ross will play a little bit, um, you know, four wide and things like that. But I think that's what they're going to try to get accomplished is, and who knows, maybe even trade AJ Green. I mean, it's certainly possible. So yes. I, I think T Higgins is on the, on the ascent here. And if you can get him thrown in before it actually happens, maybe a good time to do so. Absolutely. Yep. Um, next up, oh, my favorite team. I'm surprised they weren't at number one. They got the best quarterback in the league. We know that for a fact. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh. Tell me why I shouldn't have them at number one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I listen, man. I, I love Minshew Mania as much as anybody else, man. But I mean, oh, holy shit! I mean, this team, dude, is just—you <laughs> uh, know—I think they're trying to tank here, yeah. and you know, this is this is a, this is the way you tank. Right. You know, they're, they're they're putting up some points. It's like major league when the when the front office was trying yes. to tank, but the team was like, "No, we're going to win it." You know, and uh, Minshew is the leader of the of the of that of the Cleveland Indians. You know, absolutely, dude. I mean, they put up a good fight against Tennessee, and uh, you know, Minshew looks fantastic. I mean, the the kid's got, like you said, he's just he's got that swag. You know, he's going to go out there. He's making plays. He's putting the ball in tight spots. He's just going for it. Yeah. And that's what he needs to do, though, because he knows his ass is on the line. If, you know, if they end up having like a, a top three pick, he could get booted out of there. Um, but, you know, I, I I do like quite a few guys from this team right now for fantasy purposes. We talked about one earlier, James Robinson. Yep. Um, you know, 16 for 102, a tutty. And I believe he had he had three receptions on four targets for eighteen yards. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I'm I'm about 
I think he saw week one, I believe he saw 100% of the running back carries. Yep, carries. Yep. And I believe now this week, I think he saw almost all of them except for two from the running back. You're right on the money. You hit it. Bang. So that's volume. He's going to get it. I don't think there's anybody coming off IR that's going to even touch him right now. He's a story and he's, he's, he's building something with Minshew and they're going to run this. Yeah, and I, I feel a little bit uh, conflicted. I, I called him pr- before, you know, before the draft. Uh, he was like, you know, in my top twelve running backs or whatever, you know, uh, going into the draft. And then he he goes to Jacksonville, and then you know, in the Scott Fishbowl and everywhere else, I didn't, I, I didn't think, I just didn't think they would lean on him. I, I just, I just didn't see this coming. Uh, it's not that I didn't like him as a player. I just thought undrafted free. I mean. What a story. I absolutely love it. I, I just wish I had more uh, more of him on my rosters, uh, and that's how good he is. I mean, he's just so cool, and now he's a startable running back in redraft. I mean, that's how good he is. He, he should be rostered in every redraft league. I don't care how big or small. Um, he, he should be rostered, and he probably should be in all – What I mean, he should be in a lineup. I mean, you know, unless you're you know rolling with three stud running backs, it's going to be hard to keep him – not in the lineup uh, every week because of the amount of volume and the amount of fish uh, efficiency he's getting. Unbelievable. Yes. Yep. I hundred percent agree. And you know, I, a little funny one on, <laughs> I had saw a trade go down in one of my leagues and I said, Oh shit. I'm like, that's all it took to get him. Right. So I, I, I scoped the roster of that same player that traded him and to see if he had him anywhere else in any other leagues that I was in with him. Yeah. And I offered that exact same trade in another league and I got him. <laughs> that's so great. Uh, yeah. God, and, you know, and see the BZ insights right there. Boom. So like good. that's sometimes that's what you got to do. If you play with multiple people, you got to see what people are like. God, uh, if they don't believe in somebody, go for it. Yes. Like get it. That was so smart. And, I love that. That's my favorite thing in the podcast so far. BZ's that's what I'm saying. People. I love it. And you know them both very well, too. Oh, so yeah, that's what's funny. Later, <laughs> later. I can't wait. Oh, I am. So I I am. Roast <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. My, my, my notes before we even talked and we didn't talk about this, I said, James Robinson, the real deal. You know I mean? That's yep. what I was saying. So I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. Um, you know, I don't know that there's much else there except that maybe to go out and buy, you know, uh, your share of James Robinson, maybe someone who's just still a little skeptical and you kind of put in that offer that feels like an overpay, but by the end sure. of the season, it will look like a, a steal. And so, yep. You know, just kind of explore what that is with the James Robinson owner. They probably picked them up off of waivers or whatever. And they're like, you know what? I can turn that into a, you know, two seconds or something. Whatever the case, you know, whatever you know, starts to make a little bit of sense for that owner. And and you walk away with a, a starting running back. Could be, a, could be a wise move. Hell yeah. Yep. Next, the Detroit Lions. Oh, man. Let's talk about DeAndre Swift. Because mm-hmm. I do like Swift. He's getting... He's getting some action in the passing game, which is good to see. I mean, that's obviously he is becoming their their new Theo Riddick in that offense, in my opinion. Um, you know, he saw five targets this week, five for 60. Um, you know, he got uh, he only had five carries out of the backfield, but I think that he'll start to eat into that more and more as the season goes on. Um, carry on, got the touchdown. I mean, what the fuck? Exactly. No, that's um, exactly AP. That's his new middle name. If you carry on, on what the fuck, Johnson Johnson. <laughs> and I mean, AP seven for 41. So he kind of came back down to reality, which is is pretty much what you would expect at this point from him. Um, buy Swift if you can right now. You know, there's a window here. Um, I think he could be a guy that turns the corner midseason. And I think he could turn some, you know, some really big games in here at the end and help you win a, sh- win a chip. If you're if you lost a Barkley, you know, you lost, you know, if you're tilting on something like that. You know, and you want to trade Barkley for something? I go get Swift in a deal if you can, and you know, obviously a package of some sort. But he's a guy that I would be targeting to, you know, get into a deal for something like that because I just I think that this kid has got such a high ceiling. I'm with you 100. percent I love him. The other guy I want to let you guys know that you should be going out to acquire is Quintez Cephas or Cephas. Yes. Cephas, I guess is the way I say it. Um, it I, I will tell you this much. I think they love him, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes that's enough. But I think maybe I'm starting to fall in love a little bit too. So um, 
he's he might be good. So let's just go ahead and go get him if you can. Uh, the owner that has him is probably happy to have him because like there's a reason they've got him. They don't just accidentally have him. So it may be a hard purchase, but if it's not, you should definitely test the waters with with uh, with Quintez Cephas. Um, yeah, that that's just all I got. Um, I like it. Yep. Next, I'm a big fan. This is the one that's going to shake the world. I'm going to have Gemmo the Icon. I'm going to have Rish coming at me. I'm going to have all these guys. Oh. How is my 2-0 team, the 24th ranked team in the league? How is this possible? You know what? I did move the Broncos up in my re- in my edit. But anyway, they're right, they're right here. But anyway, 24th team, uh, Bears. Bears. I think the they're Bears. terrible. Um, I said it before the season. Now they're making me look stupid because they win this dumb game against Detroit and then beat up an awful. Uh, they, they, you know, they beat the twenty sixth and thirty first best team in the league. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah. Well, you know, you, you know, I mean, David Montgomery looks pretty good. Oh, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Hey, man. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you a little bit now because my boy's got. He did. Look you know. Uh, he, he's looking good. I mean, he almost, he almost broke his fucking neck, but <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he just, he just shakes it off. He comes back and he just fucking, you know, he just handles business, but you know, he he's, good. I agree. Yep. Yep. 16 on 82, yep. 5.1 a carry. So uh, he got, he got some work in the passing game too, which is nice to see three targets, three receptions, 45 yards, a tutty. The tutty was really so, impressive too. It was a great, great play on the sideline. He cut it back to the middle. I thought that was a great play. You know what? Uh, I, I, when I evaluated David Montgomery, I said that he just probably wouldn't be an elite player. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, I said, if he ever does become elite, it'll be because he's such a, such a great football player. In other words, he didn't have elite traits like speed and explosion, but what he did have is great film, right? You looked at him and you said, wow, he looks like he's a good football player. Why? Cause he generally made good decisions. I thought he was, you know, I called him jump cut Monty. He was making a mm-hmm. lot of senseless jump cuts thinking it was back in Iowa State or whatever. Look, he needs to hit it and hit it hard and go. And he looked a lot more assertive uh, yeah. this last game. Now, granted, it was against the Giants. Let's see what happens. You know, next yeah. week. No, no, no victory lap. No, no victory no lap. No victory lap. Vroom. Nope. Uh, at Atlanta <laughs> should be another game where he, where he dominates. But then it gets a little harder. Uh, two games yeah. against, you know, Indianapolis and um, Tampa Bay. You know, probably gets a little bit easier with Carolina, but then the Rams, New Orleans, Tennessee, woof. So we'll yeah. see exactly what happens here. You know, when when he starts to get through the schedule. Honestly, I'm not cheering against David Montgomery. I definitely give you a hard time, and I don't own much uh, many shares of uh, uh, Monty. But you know what? God bless him. I think he, every every story you hear about him is, is a positive one. So I'm pulling for the kid. Go for it. Make me make me wrong, but uh, yes, still fading. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anything else? I mean, I was uh, I had my eye on Darnell Mooney. I was just going to say Darnell Mooney is is my little sleeper there. A uh, guy I was picking up last week. Yeah, I with the rumors before, of the A Rob yeah. trade. I tweeted it before the uh, on my little yep. thing. I, I you know, I mean, he can blaze. He's fast. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean that was no, no. I, I had said the same thing. You know, I think he's definitely worth a flyer. Then he goes out and has a big game, scores a touchdown. So I think you're right on the money. Anytime you hear some kind of rumbling in the bush, you know, like if if things start to come out, we're like, okay, this guy's doing this, and you know, go to the depth chart and see what's behind them, and take a look at those guys, research them a little bit, and see if there's something there because you can get a guy like that right off the waiver wire for nothing. Al Robinson gets traded, and you've got now the starting receiver for the which might not be great but I'll, i will tell you what though because you and i are a little different when i hear a rumbling in the bush i usually run for the hills some people do you know i'll I mean? take a quick I look I'll, I'll, in the bush. i think that's the show is the darnell mooney rumbling bush mm-hmm. maybe i'm not sure i like that i like that the, the bush is rumbling with mooney <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean but um but yeah all the bears fans please at me at me yep because the next team on the list that I love putting right above them is the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, woof, woof. Dude. come on. I mean, honestly, I had the Minnesota Vikings and I, I quickly turned it around after week one. I, I, I retracted my, my vote of confidence, but I had them winning the division uh, by one game over the Packers. Forget that noise. This team has defensive problems and Kirk Cousins reared his ugly head. I mean, this was an ugly game. They just looked terrible and I have no confidence in them. I, I wanted to put them lower. I just couldn't drop them that far because I had them so high. So this is really 
they ought to be embarrassed. And I think they probably are. And we'll see how they uh, how they react. But really bad. It, it's it's terrible. I've actually got, you know, there, there's some concerns here with me with Dalvin Cook a little bit. Yep, um, just, you know, with the way this offense is running, it's not giving him a lot of opportunities. And, you know, he had 14 carries, um, but the passing work was I, I don't understand why they're not using him in the passing game. Like all of a sudden it's like these these guys that are like elite pass catching backs are just not getting used. And, you know, all, here comes Anthony Madison out of nowhere getting the exact same amount of targets as Cook. Yeah, and, and, and they even like, used yeah. Alexander Madison. They used both of those Alexander and Anthony Madison brothers, and they can both yes. go straight to hell. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, God damn it, man. Like, it, <laughs> Dalvin, Dalvin uh, in two games has, you know, has been, uh, you know, run 38 routes. So, I mean, he's out there. They're just not throwing the ball. Um, something's not right over there. I mean, look. You, we can jump on everybody hates everybody hates cousins. I think he's because he's got that punchable face or whatever. You know, right? He's got he a does. dumb yeah. face. It's, you know, it's fine. It's like Eli Manning. You know, everybody just was like mm-hmm. woof. But <laughs> Cousins has been efficient, right? He's been yeah. good, good enough to get them to nine and seven, ten and six, and lose their in the first week of the playoffs. That's who he is, right? I mean, he's not outstanding. I'm not saying that, but he was abjectly awful in this game and I don't know exactly what it is I mean it could be just a bad game you know he woke up on the wrong side of the bed but you know is Ola BC Johnson and Justin Jefferson that bad is there or, or, or that bad? what's going on or is he missing Stefan Diggs you know like you know sure. I think that's a big piece of it I mean I think Thielen Diggs they all played better when they were together and I think that Diggs brought another element to that game it made the defenses have to concentrate on another guy rather than just you know okay we got Thielen we got Dalvin let's go at it let's let some of these younger you guys that haven't done much let's let them try to win the game and I think that's a problem it's definitely they've got some problems there and you know it may be a buying uh, opportunity I know I own uh, Kirk Cousins on a few Superflex teams, and I think if someone made me some sort of an offer, where who knows? I don't even know. I, I it would be tempting to take almost any offer, you know. So yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, oh uh, yeah, sure, something for him. <sighs> like it's just this is the time to buy. He's not great, but he's not this bad either. So may, maybe a, a you know kick the tires on a little Kirk Cousins because everybody hates him. If anybody's rostering Kirk Cousins, they don't like him. Nobody's like, yeah, I got Kirk Cousins. Nobody. Oh, they're, they're tilting bad. <laughs> they, are. they are tilting bad for sure. Next team on the list, um, the Cleveland Steamers. Yeah, woof. woof. Cleveland. Just, I mean, talk about an organization that just can't get their shit together. I mean, <laughs> you know, th- this team should this team should be f- like fucking elite. Like they should be coming right out to Baltimore and just saying, "We're going to give you a run for your money." And they look, they just do not look good at all right and even against cincinnati there were times where they just they looked terrible and baker i mean god uh, is this kid gonna get his head out of his ass or is he just gonna you know i i look at the way that he I, when i looked at that when i was watching that game with burrows and baker burrows looked like the better quarterback right. all day yep and that's that's terrible to say and i mean it's just you know i mean obviously chubb and hunt are carrying that team for sure and, you know, Odell, okay, six targets, four receptions, I think 74 yards and a touchdown. Sure, you get your chance. But anything else in there? I mean, Landry didn't do squat. Hooper didn't do squat. I mean, all these receivers had barely any targets. I mean, Cream Hunt had two targets. Um, it's just, it's gross. Yeah, the passing so game is unless- in trouble. And, and you're right, they ran all over them. Uh, there was that yes. one There was that one uh, series. I can't remember when it was in the game now. I'm not looking at the uh, box score, but... They were up a touchdown. They were up five, and it was like kind of like, all right, let's uh, let's milk the clock. I think it was like four minutes left to go in the game or something, and they're up five. So it's like, all right, we'll run the ball. If we can get a couple of first downs, they they handed it off like twice to Chubb and twice to Hunt, and they were in the end zone. They went like eighty yards on four yeah. plays, just running. They just ran yeah. right over them. It was like, all right, now you're down twelve, and there's still four minutes left because we just <laughs> read four plays. You know, it was like ridiculous. I mean, and when the other team like literally knows they're running it, they're going to try and run out the clock. They're not going to let Baker go back there and pass. I mean, they're a hundred percent running it and they just steamrolled them. So that says two things. One, a little bit about the Cleveland Browns rushing attack is probably pretty much for real, but also Cincinnati is a team that you can target. I, I want to run this by you real quick. And this is a really big thing for me. I think, you know, 
largely defenses don't matter. You know, like in other words, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a good player on offense, you're going to play him against any defense. However, <clears throat> when you're looking for edges in DFS and in Dynasty on who to start, who to play, I think I target defenses on the bottom side. When there's dog sure. shit defenses, and I think Cincinnati's one of them. Minnesota's yep. another one. So it's like Minnesota, Cincinnati, the Jaguars, uh, the Panthers, the Giants, and the Jets. Those are the teams I look at that if my team's playing – or you know, a team is playing against them, maybe Falcons a little bit right now too, but my team's playing against them, I'm putting in the offensive players against them. And yeah, Falcons, put them motherfuckers in there too because they're terrible. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, those are the types of teams I'm just targeting on the on the offensive side, on the, their defense with my skill position. It's a it's an it's like a must start. Absolutely. And you know the nice thing about that is is usually when you get a team that has such a bad defense like that, their offense is usually trying to play catch up. So yeah. you know, you know, you get your guys like Burroughs who just goes off and throws attempts. Is with sixty-one attempts. I mean, okay, you know this. This is what you want. This is what you want for fantasy football. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. So. so, you know, Browns. Hey, another team that you know. I I did this ranking uh, before the game, obviously, because we were. You know, you can see how prepared I am. It's amazing. The 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 Raiders. The Raiders with a big win tonight at home in their new stadium against uh, a team that I have much higher that I may have to move down a little bit here after tonight's game. Um, Raiders may be moving up. Uh, there's a couple of teams here right just above them that they could make a real case for being better than, especially with a real high-quality win today. What struck you uh, in the game today? Uh, two guys, uh, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. Yep. Um, you know, 16 targets for Waller on 12, uh, yeah, 12 receptions for 103 in the tutty. Um, you know, <laughs> they were using him just like they were last year, uh, you know, the talk of Edwards, you know, uh, rugs coming over, um, too many mouths to feed in this offense. And a lot of people faded Waller for that. Uh, that was a big mistake. Yep. Um, so, you know, there's probably, it's probably not a good time to go try to acquire him because he's just kind of moving up here. But if he has a little spot where he has a low game somewhere and somebody's tilting on him, it's an absolute buy. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I mean, 27 carries, dude. I mean, you know, he only had he, well, he, had, he actually had three targets, so that's better than we was getting last year. But he's starting to get a little bit more involved in the passing game. I think last week he had six. Um, that's all signs that are like just pointing positive for this kid's arrow going up. That's a kid that I want to buy. That's a kid I was buying all year, and I think that he could end up finishing here in the top eight easy if he keeps this workload up. And I'm all in with him. So I'm with you. I think Jacobs is absolutely a stud. Um, that team, obviously, if they're going to be good, then Jacobs is a better player. They they have a tough schedule upcoming, um, although today should have been a tough schedule. In other words, this was one of their tough schedule games, yeah. and, and they they passed. Um, Derek Carr was good. I didn't see the game. Uh, I missed the game. I did kind of pay attention to what was going on, but obviously he was very successful in the game. I'll have to watch it at some point, but... You know the guy I would look to perch, uh, be looking to to put on my roster. I mentioned it before the week is is Brian Edwards. You know, yes. he, he's he, look. Nobody can really expect him to anybody rugs or any to come out and just dominate. So that that's kind of just reserved for the players that are elite, like CD Lamb. Uh, but you know, the, Brian Edwards is going to come out and and be a slow start, and then you know, maybe a lot like Terry McLaurin last year, you know, late on, later on, A.J. Brown last year, Debo Samuel last year, these guys that once they start to understand what they can do on the field and what they're able to 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 do and know the plays and, you know, all that stuff, you know, kind of get get familiar with what the hell they're doing, um, I think he's going to start to to emerge. Um, and if they're going to be good, even better for this year because he could help you down the stretch. I know he's on my Scott Fishbowl roster, which I somehow got to 2-0 and this week, so I'm real happy about that. Uh, win in advance type of thing, but I, I, I'm I'm a big Brian Edwards fan. I I also had Darren Waller as a top uh, four or five tight end for the entire off season. I yep. started buying him. So uh, you know, every startup I had Waller. I mean, I started to think, did I make a mistake? Because a lot of people were starting to fade him and really talk about how he wasn't the guy. And I'm like, man, I, not what I saw. You know, it's just I, you know, I saw a guy that was elite. They could line him up literally at X. And they did a lot and they just let him mm-hmm. beat whoever was out there. And he's faster than them. He's bigger and stronger. I mean, he's just heck of a player. So 
I'm with you on Waller. I have been all year. I, I have been t- my metal has been tested with him, but I, I think uh, I'm glad I, you know, didn't didn't give up on him. So really, uh, really uh, great great call on on Waller by me, of course. Thank you so much. Victory lap. <laughs> you, victory, yeah, lap. victory lap. Victory right lap. There. Take it. Um, Take it. Next is uh, a team that I I can't understand here, but the the L.A. Chargers. Um, mm. I look at the L.A. Chargers. They've been tough, and I mean this Kansas City game. Wow. I mean they really played well. They get the the young kid in there who affords himself brilliantly, and then after the game they say, "Yeah, Tarad's our starter." I'm like, "Wait, what?" Ah, uh, yeah, what? I don't know what. What these fucking these these fucking coaches, man? What are I mean, you like about? exactly that. What do you? It, it's almost like you just want to look at me like you're so full of shit. But like, why? And all you're doing is just there's no reason for it. Like, give your rookie the fucking game, dude. Like, give him the game. Just is, go, go. Like, uh, and, and and I would say, hey, the kid earned another start. We're going to see what he's got. He, he's the sixth pick or whatever the draft. I mean, if Tarad got yeah. a problem with that, trade his ass. I mean, Tarad's a placeholder for Herbert. Well, guess what? Yes. He p- held the place for one week, and then Herbert came in, and he didn't light the world on fire. I mean, let's face it. But, you know, this team, I don't know what their playoff chances are. I kind of like them to make the playoffs. Their defense is so good that if they can just manage the game, they may be okay. Well, you know what? Let let Herbert. He didn't. He didn't completely melt down so that means he's at least adequate which is exactly what Terod taylor is adequate so look if he's anything better than adequate great keep rolling with him if he flames out you got Terod sitting there hey go back in i just don't understand why you'd announce Terod as if he's some sort of veteran this veteran deference is ridiculous in this case i just hate it um it'll eventually resolve itself but here we are yeah and you know what i like i think i watched this game a little bit and he brought a different energy, yeah. uh, which is which was huge for that team. And you know, here we go. He started to target the running backs. He did. Okay, Facts. get the ball into those running. I mean, both Eckler and Kelly <laughs> both got some wheels. When you get them in space, yep. they can make some things happen. So he played it smart. He got them involved. They both had good games. Um, you know, Keenan Allen, he got him going again, 10 targets. Yes. Um, which was nice. Hunter Henry had eight targets, which was awesome. L- literally um, all the Eckler uh dynasty owners are shaking their head like, yes, yes, like the Jack oh, Nicholson uh, you know, meet yes. uh, gif. They're like, Yes. Oh, you know I was, dude, because <laughs> I had I had term shitting all over it. Well, ooh, he ain't gonna see any targets. And <laughs> you oh. know, it, it, it's like you know, it's it, it's kind of a little bit of a Okay, here we go. Let's get this going again. Absolutely. And, you know, Mike Williams is a guy that I do like as well for a buy. I mean, he didn't have he didn't have a great game. He had four targets. He got two of them for 14 yards. But, you know, I do think with Herbert's arm, he did take a shot at him. He underthrew him. You know, he had him in the end zone. He if he had put it a little bit more over his shoulder, he would have had that touchdown. But he underthrew him a little bit, so I do think he's going to get more involved as time goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of lot to like about the offense, and I do like Herbert going through. I like I said, like you said, though, I think he's not going to light the world on fire right away, but I think he's going to be enough to get you, you know, consistent fancy points throughout the week with your some of these guys on the team. Absolutely, I'm with you. I, I, Herbert definitely showed me something, and I think Joshua Kelly is the buy there as well. I mean, you know, he, yes. he is clearly a pro at running back. He's a, he's a pro. That's what he is. So unbelievable. 23 carries. Yep. He's just, he's going to, he's going to have a place. So, you know, I think it's, it, he's in the, he's in the Melvin Gordon role. Eckler's in the Eckler role. And if Tarad comes back, the Eckler role sucks. And if Herbert's there, you got a chance. Uh, moving yep. up. Number, number 18 is the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that I had in my probably top 10. I don't remember what I had preseason, but I, I thought this was a good team. I thought they fixed the defense a little bit. Look, they did fix the offensive line. It's just been decimated. Um, they've got some issues. Uh, they uh, we knew they were going to have some issues at wideout, but boy, oh boy, yeah, man, it hurts. <sighs> what an uh, what an they, ugly team right now. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot. Uh, I mean, is there stuff? Uh, obviously, for fantasy, you know, there's oh, yeah. some players here, but it's as a team, as a real football yes. team. I mean, they're just, they're just gross, dude. I mean, it's right. It was really uh, ugly. it's just so bad, and Wentz just does not look. He does not look good. No, and I know he and, got pressured in game one, and I didn't see the pressure stats for game two. But um, I, I wouldn't be concerned with Carson Wentz. He's got enough of a, a, a of a history of success that I think he's at least 
you know, an average to above average quarterback at the very least. Um, but he has not played like that. He's played poor, but he's, he's had some, it's been rough for him. Let's just say that. Um, it's not like he has a, a ton of, a ton of weapons around him right now. I mean, he's got his two best weapons are, uh, his tight ends. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. Jalen Rager, you know, stepped up a little bit, uh, caught a few more balls in this one. Didn't necessarily go for too many yards, but hopefully they can, you know, get Miles Sanders back at him rolling again. And look, I, I do believe in the team. I think they are still a good team, um, but it wasn't wasn't very good. I, I don't really see too much in terms of fantasy to to panic about, worry about, or or, no. or take advantage of. Um, you know, I was a little bit, you know, I, I couldn't even find something pregame. My, my pregame hit was about John Hightower. Look, he's probably just a guy, so – you know, maybe he's Robbie Anderson at best. And, and so let's move along uh, with uh, yep. Philly, Philly being, uh, you know, kind of disappointing so far. But they've got they've got a chance to either move way up or way down based on how they play going forward, because they've got an opportunity to be a top 10 team. Another team that right here that has an t- opportunity to be a top 10 team, but their defense is just a sieve and their coach is a never mind. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, my heart goes out to D Brown and dynasty dude on this one, man. Cause they were loving life there for most of that game. And then woo, just wow. swift kick in the dick. I, so I heard a great <laughs> stat. I heard a great stat. You'll love this one. So, um, the, the, a team in the NFL that scores 39 points or more and has zero turnovers in the game up until yesterday was 440 and Oh, <laughs> man, courtesy cousin that? Sal from the uh, from the Bill Simmons podcast. I mean, but I just love that stat. I was like, boy, oh boy, that's how bad the that's how bad the Falcons are. Yeah, I mean that defense is terrible. Um, you know, offense. Like I said, I, I Maddie Maddie Ice is out there throwing his throwing the rock around. Um, there's there's some there's some plays here. My biggest concern is Gurley. Yes. Um, that he's he does not look good. Nope. He had twenty one carries, uh, sixty one yards, two point nine per ca- two point nine yards per uh, carry. It just it does not look good, man. He's not getting involved in the passing game. That value that people thought that they got with him, yeah, uh, ish, yeah I don't think you got a value at all. No, I, I I'm starting to agree with you, and and I'm one of those guys in a few spots where I I drafted him in startups, thinking, hey, you know, he's got three more years. Let's say that's fine. You know, as long as he's 80, 85% of, you know, even last year, Todd Gurley, he's a, he's an RB two and he's going to give you some spike weeks with touchdowns. It's not even looking like that. So um, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's not good. And you know, who could have seen, you know, the Atlanta Falcons giving up a big lead. It's not like this coach has ever given up a big lead in a football game before. right? <laughs> I know where you're going with that. I one. mean, it's just never happened. Ooh. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, really surprising for me, my brother sent me a text um, you know, the group text, he said, uh, they should fire that coach. I said, Hey Gary, this, uh, this text just got through from three years ago when you sent it. Uh, so yeah, th- this guy should be gone. Well, we're going to take a little break here and, and break this one up into two segments. So that'll do it for part one of our 32 team breakdown and dynasty analysis of each NFL team. We got through 17 teams. We're going to tackle the top 16 teams coming up in part two. Don't miss it.